0: Hi, I'm James Schillinglaw, and I'm here with Suzanne Haller, who is the head of marketing for Visit Graz, and I've just spent two wonderful days here exploring for the first time. It is uh, Austria's second largest city, and believe me, it deserves a few days of your time and your client's time the next time you're sending them to Austria. It's really a marvelous city. We're going to talk about that, this city and more on Insider Travel Report. Uh, Suzanne, first of all, thank you. You set up this wonderful trip for me. It's, it's been an amazing... You had a wonderful guide for the last two days, seeing all the attractions. Had a wonderful dinner with you the other night and some very Austrian specialties, local specialties. Let, let's talk, first of all, about... Graz uh, uh, tell us a little a little bit about the city and, and w- what it is
1: well first of all thank you for coming here and giving me the chance to introduce the city to you as you mentioned before Graz is Austria's second biggest city it is located right in between the capital cities of Austria and Slovenia like Vienna and Ljubljana so that could make it a very nice itinerary so Vienna Graz it's
0: the state is right
1: the state in German is called Steiermark okay. and in English it's Styria. yeah Okay, cause, and that's
0: impor- sort of important because there, it, it, there's a very sense of the culture of this state here, right?
1: Um, yeah, we have nine provinces, and, and Styria is one part of this of these nine provinces, and it's called the Green Heart of Austria because we've got a lot of forests, woods. So the majority of the province is, is green, basically. Yeah,
0: and, and this city is a very green city. In fact, we're looking out the window here, and it's it's a uh, uh, there's it's a, around a river. There are two two sides to uh, to. Graz. And and Graz was uh, or has been European cultural capital uh, as well,
1: right? Yeah, that was in 2003. But basically, Graz is, as you said, divided by the River Moor. On one side, we have the historic Old Town, which is a beautiful medieval town. It's protected by UNESCO. It's a World Cultural Heritage Mm -hmm. Site. And it ranks amongst the best preserved historic city centers in Central Europe. When you cross the bridge, you come to the more bustling design lifestyle quarter of the city so where the young lives taking place with an extraordinary art center you've seen the bluish building that looks like a bubble so yes and also that was the reason why unesco declared us also a unesco city of design Mm -hmm. so we are one of i think three cities in europe carrying both titles the historic city the UNESCO World Heritage Site but at the same time UNESCO City of Design and basically this, desi- this defines our city. It's such a perfect mix of old and new, of historic and contemporary and that goes through architecture, Culture, even with our four universities, with about four this 40, is,
0: this is a university yeah, town
1: we 've got about forty thousand students, and we 're just a, a town with about three hundred thousand inhabitants, so you can feel that young vibe and and this yeah this this vibrant young scene throughout the city well
0: indeed uh, it is mostly you know older sort of uh, bu- buildings from the, what, the 18th, 19th century earlier. And in between, there are these sort of pockets of little modernistic stuff. You mentioned the the, the spaceship, as I call is it. just actually right over there. Uh, and there's a couple others there. Uh, but really, I guess the main sites are, well, obviously the castle, right? Which is not a castle, it's the remains of a castle,
1: right? Explain that a little bit. Exactly. This is the... Rem- There are a few remaining parts of a castle that are sitting up on the Schlossberg. The Schlossberg is a, a hill right in the city centre and I recommend for all first time visitors to Graz, climb up the Schlossberg and have a look down to the old city because this really gives you an impression of how small or big the city is with all the old buildings. On top of the Schlossberg, you will find the historic landmark, the clock tower. and, and there.
0: I, I've been in the clock tower. I, my guide actually had a special key, so that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that's, that's quite special. You're right. But the story behind the clock tower is that the local people paid ransom to spare that clock tower from being destroyed and
0: also the bell tower which is above that right
1: and the bell tower from being destroyed in the 19th century so up until today this little tower is sort of our symbol of resistance and it is the historic landmark and then the other the other fun thing about the clock is the clock tower is the clock itself because it has reversed hands that means the, the small hand is showing the minutes and the long one is showing hours, hours right. and why is that because we had the long hand showing the hour mm-hmm. which was okay but then when time got more important and you know it was more important to have accurate timing they could not add a longer one because it was too heavy <laughs> so they just added the short one now the time is reversed and that's why we say clocks are ticking differently in Graz. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And it is amazing. And we went inside the clock tower. And then there's this, there's a lot of stories up there. There's the story of the Austrian officer who held back the French and, and now has a, a lion uh, in his honor. Now, granted, he ended up surrendering to the French because the Austrians lost Vienna and he figured, well, well it's, it's over then. But there's a lot of stories like that. So you can see the lion and you see all the history up there. And you're talking about walking up. You don't have to walk up, actually. You can take the funicular or an elevator. Or talk a little bit about that. A lot of options,
1: right? Yeah, right. The funicular is taking you up to the very top of the hill. Um, it's an old funicular. It's also more than 100 years old. So the newer parts that were added were in 2003. That was the elevator that goes right through the through the mountain, and you basically end up at the clock tower. Mm. And also a very swift way to go down the clock, the, the Schlossberg, is using the the slide
0: yeah I saw that I hadn't haven't tried it yet but it was it's it's I think it's one of the longest indoor slides in Europe right
1: exactly yeah and it's it's pure fun going down there with a the slide so it's going like a whirlwind and you're down right in the city center again
0: well I saw one one kid doing it and then my guide who's probably in his 60s or 70s said yeah I did it so yeah. I was thinking, why why did we do it that way but we didn't uh but it is really a fantastic way to start off your your visit uh to Graz to, to because then you can overlook the city you out. You sort of know the the lay of the land, so to speak, and it's it. Otherwise, there's a, a wonderful square with the t- the town hall, right?
1: Yeah, that's the main square. That's the heart of the city center, and that's the place where you will first of all find little food stalls, mm-hmm. one of one of the you know the famous sausage stalls. Um, it has a little market on there too. Mm-hmm. And it's the square where we have a lot of events going on. For instance, in, in December, mm-hmm. we have a huge Christmas market in front of City Hall. So that's absolutely gorgeous to visit because the backdrop is the City Hall. And it will be illuminated with sort of what we call an advent calendar, mm-hmm. counting down the days until the 24th of, of uh, December. And from Main Square off, you have those little streets, alleys and lanes where you can get lost and explore the city on your own actually.
0: Well, in fact, my guide said to me, you always have to go behind the main streets because you are going to find these little alleyways, courtyards, medieval courtyards, Renaissance courtyards that are hiding behind there. And usually there's a restaurant at the end. So there is there is some reward at the end of the the, of your exploration, right?
1: Oh, yes, of course. And Graz is a foodie town. We have been officially declared Austria's capital of culinary delights so this is a, basically an official title we are wearing and it's yeah you find cafes um, restaurants basically on every corner of the street and this is what we love to do we locals love to eat and drink meet our friends in a wine bar and enjoy just um, the beautiful life
0: well, and then the other thing you mentioned—obviously the Christmas markets are coming in—and hopefully you're going to have those. Uh, but uh, this town is a town of festivals and events, right? I, th- I count there's so many, so many things going on throughout the year, right?
1: That's right. Um, of course, uh, pe- uh, you might know Vienna and Salzburg, which are famous for their festivals, but we also have those festivals all year round, but on a smaller scale. We have classical music festivals, we have in summer a street artist, fest- street artist festival, um, we have our food festival in summer which is culminating in the long table of Graz where we set up a table for 700 people right in front of City Hall too, so that's that's pretty amazing. Then we have the Christmas markets, then we have what we call the Sturian Autumn, it's a contemporary art festival. Throughout the year we have classical music concerts going on. We have a running opera house. So there's loads of things going on also for people who love classical music. So it's a perfect um, alternative to Vienna or Salzburg. When you don't get tickets there, come down to Graz. Well,
0: yeah, and there's plenty going on. And then just down from the main square is is really an attraction that I found very unique. You have what is the largest armory in Europe, But it's an armory, if you want to fight a war in the 16th century, you probably go there because it's full of incredible armaments throughout and it's many floors, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. We have, it's in fact the world's largest collection of medieval arms. It's located in a historic building and it basically still looks like as it was built. Mm -hmm. So you have those rows of helmets, rows of... Arms and armors, even an entire horse armory.
0: It's like a a Costco for arm armory, right? Or in our point, it's it's really an amazing. Uh, you can get get breast you know breastplates and ar- ar- armor and Helmet. helmets and swords of course and pikes and anything you want to do to either defend yourself or go after somebody in the in the sixteenth century
1: right? exactly and it's not uh, you experienced it yourself it's not sort of the museum type no. it's basically you go in there and and you have the impression oh that, this is what it felt a hun- more than two hundred three hundred years ago when you went to defend the city and it's just a great experience and people say ah oh, yeah we don't like weapons you know and we, we you know we say this is exactly where weapons belong in a museum so it's not a museum about war it's basically a museum about peace
0: absolutely and it really is a great place to visit four, four, four or five floors I think it's amazing then there's wonderful churches and and cathedrals all around the city uh, that are just really uh, astounding some of the things inside are just incredible
1: yeah, there is one uh, church which is, which is dear to my heart. It's a it's a small monastery in the Franciscan quarter, and the nice thing about this monastery is the doors are open. And what not many visitors know, it has a hidden courtyard. So you just sneak into the into the monastery basically. Especially on a hot summer day, you will find a peaceful garden. You can cool down there. You can sit. You can read, or you just listen to the to the. To the birds singing around and it's totally quiet so you go off a bustling street and you come into that monastery in that courtyard and you're totally at peace this is just amazing and this is something not a lot of tourists know
0: no and in fact those are the, we were talking about the courtyards earlier and that's kind of what this city, town is all about is going to find these hidden courtyards and this one is in a monastery there's some incredible incredible uh, uh, beautiful both Baroque and kind of uh gothic churches in this town as well right
1: yeah there is our parish church is the gothic church in, in herngasse and i don't know whether you you visit that it's this um where they have this glass stained windows in one in in one of those glass stained windows you have a picture of hitler and Mussolini. i did
0: see that i did <laughs> see that and got the explanation the artist is actually very really recent and the artist actually has done windows for the national cathedral in washington as well i believe
1: oh, that's cute. I didn't know that. That's well, awesome. See,
0: this is. Uh, but you got you got to go with a good guide. You know. Cute. <laughs>
1: <you. laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. But yes, this is one of and the.
0: Explain why why Hitler and Mussolini are in the stained glass window. There.
1: Well, I don't know it, the exact story behind it, but I think that they in, like, they never met in person and they put the evil on that on that window which was then yeah, there's any
0: there's a there's a depiction of evil and yeah. they are part of that which yeah. is it wasn't a salute to Hitler and Mussolini this guy was very in fact he was persecuted by the by the Germans at that yeah. time so he, he did all the windows of this and it's it's new windows it really is amazing because it's uh, it's just one of the things you can find there's some amazing other places too uh, for cathedrals and churches
1: yeah it and of course our cathedral with the mausoleum next doors to it the mausoleum for instance is one of the finest examples of Italian style architecture in Graz and it's really if you head up that little street and you see the cathedral and the mausoleum you you you're almost not sure whether you're in an Austrian city or is it is it an Italian city and also on the cathedral we have one of the oldest paintings it's the three Three plague we, we paintings. It's, it's an and, amazing painting. Yeah, and it's it's yeah. This is the oldest painting that we have in Graz. So that's that's really unique, and that's a treasure on the on the wall of the cathedral.
0: And also, you're very connected with the famous Habsburgs here. Uh, in fact, uh, Franz uh, Ferdinand. Who I don't know. Some people think is a German band uh, is actually was the, the 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 gentleman, the noble who was killed, who began the start of World War One. He was born here, right?
1: Exactly, and Graz was also seat of the Habsburg family in the 15th century. So we, are, we have an imperial legacy, which is also shown um, on one of our beautiful bakeries, you probably. I did
0: see the bakery. I was closed for the holiday. I may have to go back there today.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, this bakery carries the double-headed eagle as a symbol that showed that this bakery was allowed to deliver bread and, and, and pastries to the imperial court in Graz. So that was a symbol of honor. And it's still, you can see the the double-headed eagle still today. Today the shop is open, so make sure you go in because it's still, it is um, still in family hands. So the family is running it since the 15th century. And that's a lot of bread, as it? That's a lot of bread and a lot of pastries. And yeah, they, they are very helpful if you want to try one of the Bussel, which is basic, which means a kiss of Sissi, of our empress. Um, that's one of their specialities.
0: Now, and also you have wonderful hotels. We're in, in one, the Hotel Das Weitzer. Uh, which I've stayed the last two nights. It's wonderful. It's right on the river, but th- and there's other hotels up and down. And I even thought there was a hotel that's owned by a former Formula One driver too. Right? Exactly. <laughs> he has he has it, he has all the Formula One stuff, and uh, his hotel is right next to the funicular. Uh, and when you're going up the funicular, you see a Formula One car on the side. These little things that happen because this actually is an area of uh, very high technical, uh, uh, you know, de- technical and development, including for car engines. There's the car engines for BMWs for electric motors, all kinds of things. So there's really kind of an incongruous thing where you have the old and the new, right? And you have this hotel. He's own I think he owns several hotels, right?
1: Yes, he owns four hotels in Graz. He's one of our biggest art collectors also. And the nice thing is he's not hiding his art in his cellar or in his private buildings. But he displays his arts in his hotels, mm. so you have different styles of hotels, like the one on the. Who's the
0: driver we, we've been talking about? What's his name? I forget.
1: Uh, Helmut Marco. Helmut
0: Marco. Okay, and, and he's, he's still with Red Bull. So no.
1: yes, he's still with Red Bull, and he made basically first up in a big shot. Mm. Um, So one of his hotels is located on the foot of the Schlossberg, that's the more classical style elegant boutique hotel. So you will find classic art pieces in there, so each room has paintings, sculptures, rugs, so it's very, very exquisite. The other one is the Augarten Hotel, which is about 10 minutes walking distance from the city center, that's more contemporary art. Um, lots of sculptures, lots of modern artwork, and then you have the Lent Hotel, which is in the bustling district of Lent, obviously. And there you find um, also contemporary art, but more in a budget lifestyle design uh, style. So that's for the younger crowd, Um, also for the Formula One buffs, because he has a lot of Formula One relics um, throughout the hotel. The one at the Schlossberg is more if, you, if you're looking for boutique-style exquisite hotels, more like the five-star thing. And the Augarten Hotel is between four and five stars.
0: No, and it, it really is There's a marvelous collection of hotels here, that so you can really put your clients in a great place to explore. A lot of them are very centrally located. They're, it's really, nothing's too far away, believe me.
1: No, the the city is small, it's walkable. So everything we say, basically everything is 10 minutes walk, (laughs) which is more or less right. And the the very nice thing about the hotel scene here in Graz is a lot of them, I would say, 80% of the hotels are family-owned. So when you travel to Graz, you are what we call a responsible traveler because you support our local industry. And so tourism is doing a lot of good in the city.
0: Yeah, nothing against the chains, but you will find more family-owned hotels here than... Uh, certainly in Vienna, the uh, uh, wonderful hotels in Vienna, believe me, but this is really back to the people. It's the people who uh, who live here and own the properties. and. Uh, they have these incredible hotels and it's a great place to to be here. And I, I think it's at least three days in Grasse is probably, and then if you want to go outside and explore, you probably want to spend more time here. But it is definitely, a, 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 it's, it's only two and a half hour train ride. Um, from uh, Vienna, I took it. It's a marvelous, beautiful train ride all the way up through the mountains and all that in the morning. Uh, anything else you want to tell us about Graz that our travel advisors out there really should know?
1: Well, as you said before, um, it's a small city. It's walkable. So, if the travel, advi- if your travel advisors. Um, book the hotels, they can be sure um, they will also find in the vicinity great restaurants. We
0: talked about restaurants, how could we forget about restaurants? You and I had a wonderful meal the other night and I did last night as well, talk a little bit about those.
1: Well the restaurants as the hotels, most of them are family owned uh, restaurants and a lot of them work with our local products. So as I said, we are foodie paradise. We are also culinary capital. So we put very much focus on the products that are coming from the region. The restaurants use seasonal products. So you can be sure wherever you have a meal, your food didn't travel farther than probably 50 kilometers, which is a great thing. Um, so there is a consciousness about. You know whatever we eat is healthy, whatever we eat comes from the region. Again, it supports the local community, the local farmers so that 's a very big um, a very big uh, focus we 're putting on on food and gastronomy here in graz you
0: know, so food hospitality incredible uh, attractions like the castle, like the uh, Armory Museum, like these wonderful churches. I mean, you're going to spend, if you know going in exactly what you're going to do here, there's so much to see and do, so Suzanne, I want to thank you for hosting me here. Uh, It was a real eye-opener for me. I've been to Vienna many times, but have never taken the train up to So This is the first time, but I can assure you I'll be back.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, I'll be back is also another (laughs) phrase.
0: (laughs) I'll be back.
1: That
0: we should yes, uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was uh, born, <coughs> excuse me, in a village not too far from here, right?
1: Exactly. So he's, yeah, we call him, that, we call him a local. So Arnold Schwarzenegger is from Graz, that's how we say. But yes, um, I would suggest who, whenever you travel to Austria and you, whenever you visit Austrian cities, make sure to include Graz because it is a gem. It is a true gem. Everybody who visits likes it and everybody says oh would have known before so yes it's a, it's i would say it's a must to see Graz, too even uh, with the aspect that we that you're close to a wine growing area too
0: yeah a little so. little little town there's no, there's no wine here no yeah. there's lots of wine lots of good beer uh, really it is as we said as a culinary capital in austria and it really is a must-see for Austria if you haven't uh, been, if your clients haven't been here before. And if they've been to Vienna, yeah, t- have them take the train or, or, or however they can get here to Graz. Thank you so much, Suzanne. It's been a wonderful, and again, thank you for hosting me.
1: Thank you so much for coming, and I'm wishing you a nice remaining day here in Graz. And whenever you come back, make sure you give your a line and we'll go for dinner again.
0: Absolutely. That's a date.